I was leader of the free world for eight years. <laughs> I was leader of the free world. I was up there on the... Um, that guy's funny. I've heard the fucker talk so many times I can't even do a bill club. I was leader of the free world. Thank God. Oh, no, I'm here. My best friend. I was best friends with Doug Ban. <laughs> what does he do now? Does he run his foundation or some shit? I think he hangs out on Jeffrey Epstein's island. Oh, and okay. uh, well, He made a, a statement at... Talk again, Tanya. I'll make sure you're. She's on. She's live. He made a statement about the Epstein stuff. <laughs> a statement. He made a statement, a statement about the Epstein stuff. Going after Daniel Dotson. Uh, um, he's like, I, I, I've not talked to Jeffrey Epstein in at least ten years. Um, Meanwhile, he was at his house when he made that statement. <laughs> <laughs> He's texting it from the bathroom. He's writing it on his notes app. Yeah. <laughs> now, Jeff, hey, Jeff, now, Jeff, close your eyes when I come through there so you technically I won't be lying. <laughs> That's a good one, Tom. Um, I, I, I was later for, there's that, um, there, there was like a profile of Doug Band in the New Republic. Of, That's what I was talking about in that tweet, the Doug Band profile. Yeah, like maybe four or five years ago. And um, there's this really crazy, there's this really hilarious anecdote in it. I guess Doug Band was he Bill Clinton's chief of staff? He was, he or was kind of just one of his hangers on. Yeah, one of his handlers or something like that. He was like one of the, you know, candidates always surround themselves with people. Whatever. But uh, there's this statement like where, um, there's this anecdote where I guess they were all sitting around playing poker, Bill Clinton, Doug Band, and a bunch of people. And they just caught Doug, they just caught Bill Clinton like staring off into the middle distance, just kind of like with this like forlorn look in his eyes. And somebody asked him what was wrong. And he said, "I was leader of the free world for eight years." <laughs> <laughs> that was it. Bill Clinton's a maniac. <laughs> he was just like I get like he was like um, really torn up over the fact that he no longer had power. <laughs> right. I mean, I think these men complete uh, you know, except for Jimmy, completely lose their mind after they peak. <laughs> Yeah. You know, it's like no no one wants to peak too early. And really they didn't peak early, but no. In their minds they peaked and then they're just they have nothing to do but die after that and they can't handle it. That's, That's right. why uh, Bill was so clamored to the to uh his, the potential of being the first lady. Oh <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he, just, he wanted back in the end. Oh yeah. He <laughs> he thought he was going to run that show another eight. Well, this do y'all remember this? I, I, this has been buried in the recent history, but do y'all remember this? That it was like this thing that liberals bragged about all through 2015 and 16. Oh, Bill Clinton talked to Trump into running. Y'all remember that? It was like they acted oh, like to so that she would win. Yes, they acted like he was playing like eighth dimensional chess yeah. or whatever. I, honestly, they've put, these people have owned themselves so many times over that how do they show them how do they show up every day? They cancel themselves every day. <laughs> and then just show up the next day like nothing happened yesterday. It's like 50 first dates with the Democrats. I'm going to I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this. It goes without saying that we should push all the Republicans in a wood chipper. <laughs> but we just we need to go and just systematically murder every Democrat. <laughs> <laughs> in a wood chipper. However, it has to get done. It has Fargo to get done. style. But we have we have to clean house. Mm. They're I, completely insane. They're maniacs. They're absolute insane people. Yeah, and not because I think there's like potential for some bigger political point there. I don't. 
<laughs> I just think they should die. That's where it's, it ends, right there. Yeah. I just think they I just don't think they should exist anymore. <laughs> President Clinton knows nothing about the terrible crimes Jeffrey Epstein pleaded guilty to in Florida some years ago. <laughs> no idea. <laughs> or those with which he has recently been recently charged in New York. When I was on that plane, we were just going to Africa for number of reasons with my friend Bono and a few others. There wasn't no such thing as the Lolita Express in those days. We were building toilets uh, in the outback, um, making the world a better place. We were providing affordable, not free, but affordable HIV AIDS drugs in the most poverty-stricken regions. (laughs) Um, Staff, supporters of the foundation, and his Secret Service detail traveled Okay, this is how you know he's lying. All right, like uh, this whole past week has been. First off, you know he's lying because Bill fucking Clinton. Because he's speaking. <laughs> Bill... If his mouth's open, he's lying. Bill Clinton exactly. would lie if the truth sounded better. <laughs> he really would. He he don't, he's forgotten. He these motherfuckers have rewired their brain to be a focus group. <laughs> like their brain has become the focus See, in group engine. That's true. Uh, they actually don't hear reality anymore. It doesn't. Does that's right. I'd play well in Mississippi. I'll go ahead and say it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know how like people retrain their minds to be like positive thinking and uh, you know like that kind of stuff. You mean cults? Yeah, well, <laughs> the Democratic Speaking Party's of, no different. They've all trained their minds to think of things in terms of focus groups. They've trained their minds to never take an L. <laughs> they've never taken an L, they think. In their mind. And they, they, in and their minds. I've never been owned. They are yeah. the quintessential I've never been owned. But yeah. it doesn't matter what the scoreboard says. They, <laughs> They're winning. They have, they've, won, they've won some bigger victory <laughs> that's going to come together just like the old ball coach drew it up. Yeah. So this whole past week has been a, um, what would you call this, a workshop, um, a, a demonstration in what lying looks like. Because um, So this is how you know. We've not seen such since the Kavanaugh hearings. <laughs> exactly. This is how you know. In 2002 and 2003, President Clinton took a total of four trips on Jeffrey Epstein's airplane, one to Europe, one to Asia, and two to Africa, which included stops in connection with the work of the Clinton Foundation. Staff, supporters of the foundation, and his Secret Service detail traveled on every leg of every trip. He had one meeting with Epstein in his Harlem office in 2002. Basically, if you've got to go into incredibly minute detail like this, you're you're definitely lying. That's all there is to it. If you've got to um, reassure everybody that there was staff with him at all times, that he met with them on four ca- occasions and they have a, a time stamp for every single time that they met with him, that's a lie. That's a lie, <laughs> yeah. Dershowitz also. I was going to say Definitely that. lying. Did you see that Dershowitz um, thread about this? Yeah. <laughs> I was lying my ass off. These smoking gun emails and unpublished manuscript prove that my false accuser, who I never even met, was told to include me in her manuscript describing her alleged sexual encounters in order to help her market her book, despite her admitted knowledge of my total innocence. Anytime you say my total innocence... (laughs) If you have to describe your innocence as total or complete, you're lying. You're lying. (laughs) It's like something a character in a movie would say. Like a parody character in a movie would say. Yeah. <laughs> Anytime you, if you deny something categorically, you did it. <laughs> Almost always, you did it. <laughs> exactly. Oh, fuck. Yeah, well. 
Jeffrey, Dershowitz is going to roll on us, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> we got to get to him first. Uh, this can't Can happen. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm physically addicted to the good times. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Wow. Well, welcome. Welcome to my house. Welcome to the show. Um, it feels nice in here, huh? Feels yeah, nice to record in the morning. Yeah, it's nice and cool. Yeah, this is this, this, uh, trick we sh- we've I didn't took wanna, us too long to get. Didn't want to turn on the AC because I know AC is um, sexist, as they say. Isn't it? Is uh, somebody had a tweet about that this week. What was the rationale for it? Well, you know how... Um, Bad for the planet, for sure, but how's it sexist? Well, it's like this... Um, it's apparently... I've heard this for years now, that men traditionally like things freezing cold and so um have you all you've never heard of this tanya that women in an office are always cold yes yeah and they're just they have no control over the ac right 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 i mean this this happens at, at uh apple shop but opposite that was what they happened to up job too caroline always comes out sweating <laughs> she's like you gotta get this air up this is outrageous <laughs> yeah I was trying to think of the most interesting, not contrarian, but interesting take on this that I could possibly conceive of. There's not one. Um, Well, I I think I might have gotten close. I think that men like to have the AC on full blast cold because it shrinks their penises, and they like that. Why do they (laughs) like their penises shrunk? Because you didn't know that, that pe- no. men actually like their penises. Small right? dicks rule. <coughs> yeah. <Well. laughs> you got a big one. What a loser. They're all just trying to have a pussy. That's right. They're trying to. That, that's what we're trying Get to. Get in I'm, line, bitches. I'm such an ally. I'm trying to go any. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> all right. I'll give you that. Yeah. yeah. My mom used to like to. They used to complain on her at the office because she was the queen bitch of the thermostat and she would always put it ice cold in there then they put her on them blood thinners and <laughs> everybody hated going to her office because she'd keep it on 78 in july <laughs> <laughs> she says i get so cold they got me on that coumadin <laughs> oh my god um we all been doing this summer so i can't see yins in a month of sundays yeah. it's just been two weeks it's just been two weeks I, I had to go back to new mexico oh that's right for, been out of town yeah and then um how'd that all go it was good it was fine i mean you know uh, i carried my grandfather's dead body have you ever done that <sighs> little paul bear they don't let women do that really yeah i guess they don't i guess you're right yeah it's kind of a gender role <laughs> that you get to partake in and i don't damn well you don't miss out on much i've been a paul bear not fun especially when somebody's not holding their weight on the other side <laughs> but you bitches have never been a flower girl i bet that's true. Hey, mm, that's true. very true. They have flower girls at funerals. No, those they are weddings. Walk so. down the aisle. <laughs> I throw throw rose petals <laughs> in front of the pallbearers. That would be that would be nice. Yeah, that would be nice. Honestly, it's a nice gesture. I want to be cremated myself, and yeah, uh, I want to dust bomb Mitch McConnell with my ashes. Yeah, that's nice. what I hope. Pocket sand. <laughs> but uh, if I were going to go out in a ten thousand dollar box, hell, I'd want some rose petals out there too. That's the thing. Um, coffins are so expensive. Have you ever been coffin shopping? I <laughs> not lately, not recently. Well, no. I have. 
No, I, I, um, I, I ta- can tell you, it's truly demoralizing. Yeah, well, I, my, I talked to my parents about this. Um, I mean, because they've had two major funerals in the last six months. Just like it adds up. It's so expensive to die. <sighs> Your grandparents didn't have like uh, they did leftovers a, or whatever they call it. I, I, they might have inheritance or something to cover. Yeah. My grandpa worked for Chevron for like 30 years. I highly doubt that uh, they left him with much other than a pension. That sh- that's supposed to cover your funeral arrangements. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't, I've never had Fucking a pension. Chevron. <laughs> yeah, I don't think anybody's had a pension since the 70s. I'll never have a pension. <laughs> no. Podcasting, we don't have pensions. Pensions are extinct, in fact. <laughs> you know um, how there's no a 401k for a hustler? Yeah, according to Paul Wall, there's no retirement plan for a podcaster. That's, that's the down. That's the down shot here. Mm-hmm. That's true. Well, how, what about you? How, how have you been over the past? I've had a great time. I wish I could tell you about all of it. You look fresh. Truly. You look. You look like happy and um, you glow. You got a nice base got a tan. Glow. Well, I got my hair done and my nails and my eyebrows done yesterday. So. For my birthday and for prom this week, we have Pride Prom. I see. I love how you take a birthday month. Like I know your birthday ain't to the sixteenth, <laughs> but you're like, hey, for my birthday, it's, Jer- it's, it's July, bitch. <laughs> it's my born day. Jesus. <laughs> you know what I'm doing in my birthday month? Going on fucking tour. That'll be nice. I think. Where are we? Yeah, we're going on tour. Um, yeah, it's a big September boy. Yeah. No, no days off for. <laughs> For me, for the hustlers, <laughs> the full moon is on my birthday this year. Wow, so nice! Yeah, nice. I've been at the beach before that. I was at Chicago Pride. That was fuck. That rolled. I went to the Dock March in Chicago. Uh-huh. It was killer. Anyone in Chicago who doesn't go to the Dock March is a dumb bitch. What was it, what was so fun about it? Somebody stick their finger in the dock to save Chicago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We marched through oh, the streets yes. <laughs> of Little Village, just like a bunch of half-naked, beautiful queer people with a bunch of signs that mostly said, like, fuck capitalism. Yeah. It was riveting. And then there's, I just feel like there was, like, this a ton of, like, little Latina mammals, like, giving us thumbs up <laughs> out the window and shit. <laughs> it was just, like, I was living. That's awesome. Hell yeah! It was yeah. so, and then it was just like a bunch of really cool um, performers at the park all day. It was so so good. Popsicles galore. Damn! I found a new band that we should definitely use for intro outro music. What? Glitter Money. Okay. It's a two piece rapper duo. Money with three Y's. Okay. Like why 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 why? Damn. <laughs> Glitter Money. Check well, them out. Well, we didn't have a dike mark here in Whitesburg. Uh, Unfortunately. Me and Tom walked down the street, uh, you know, showing our pension checks to people. Right. <laughs> Just being real dickheads. I was trying to dial up your 1940s voice. Yeah. Well, Look, here what I got for working for GM. For <laughs> <laughs> I make good decisions early on. Kids don't know. Make good investments. None of y'all want to work these days. That's why you're not getting a pension. <laughs> um, and I sent you all pictures of uh, oh Mayor Pete in the Pride Parade. Oh yeah, what a I thought fucking you'd like that. dumbass. You know who else was in the Chicago Pride Parade? I mean, Mayor Pete's from Illinois. That made sense to me. You know who else was in the fucking Pride Parade? Kamala Harris. She's really um. 
She's, she's leaning into it. She, she had to get the most run out of that rainbow jacket she could <laughs> before she returned it because it still got tags on it. Is Mayor Pete from Illinois? I thought he was from Indiana. Oh, yeah. I fucked it up. Whatever. <laughs> Illinois, Indiana. Oh, you're like, oh, yeah. Hey, he was pandering. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was pandering, too. Okay. Well, fuck Mayor Pete. Fuck Kamal Harris. Fucking. Um, she's probably going to. That's my bet for the nominee. I will say for Chicago Pride, it was less corporate-y than I thought it would be. It was less corporate than Louisville Pride Parade. Really? Louisville Pride Parade's like Walgreens and LG&E. I <laughs> shit you not. It's but, like just the lamest. Like, yeah, but yeah. the Chicago Pride Parade, I mean, it was a fair amount of politicians. But it was like a lot of schools and a lot of gay bars That's with good. big floats. A lot of just drag queens everywhere. And there weren't, I mean, there were a couple corporate floats that I remember, unless I missed a bunch. But there was a McDonald's float. That actually had a bunch of really cool-looking french fries on it. Was Rahm Emanuel there in denim and leather? <laughs> no, he's not the mayor anymore. I know. I just he figured didn't show he might his be, ugly mug. I figured he might be trying to ease back in. I think Lori Lightfoot might have banned corporate. Well, no, McDonald's was there, so I guess she couldn't. Is have. that the new she mayor? Didn't. Yeah, they got a they got a queer mayor, so they had to really amp it up. I'm going to pee real quick before we get into the meat of this discussion. But, she was uh, the grand marshal. But, I mean, honestly, the the best stories I have are ones I can't tell because they're on my family from my family vacation. I saw some um, Insta footage of that Fox <laughs> Sheila moving that thing. Oh, my God. Well, I feel like I can tell this. He wouldn't mind. I'm just going to keep saying that. I don't think they'd mind if I told this. I'm going to end up telling it all. No, I can't tell everything. But my Uncle Michael J shows up. Fox. Yeah, Michael J. Fox shows up and <laughs> Terrence is laughing from the bathroom. And he he's got a huge suitcase and he like lifts a beer that he'd brought from the car, you know. And he says, "My divorce is final." <laughs> like toasted himself. And he had such a big suitcase. We we're like, "Do you think you're moving in here, buddy? Like, what is your fucking deal?" Because it's my, my aunt's house in Charleston. That was his next thing. He yeah, he's going. like, "And I'm moving in." No, and we all just looked at it. We were like, "What are you talking about?" He's been with my aunt Dawn for thirty years. They've been together thirty years. They got divorced in the in the fucking dark of night and didn't tell nobody. Really? I mean, no one was really shocked, but it was pretty crazy. So he just shows up. He just shows up. And did he make the? Did he make? Is this your mom's brother? Yeah. Okay. So at least he was like on on the home field side of things. At least. Yeah. I, I thought that'd been pretty weird if it. He was the. Mom he was the in law. Yeah. yeah he, <laughs> he showed up. My to divorce family. is final. Then he just you don't just fucking run him out <laughs> to sea. <laughs> but what was in the suitcase was a huge, a huge amp, two a two amp fender karaoke machine <laughs> and this motherfucker set that up and that became the karaoke castle for four fucking days <laughs> my mom sang strawberry wine three times <laughs> this is for fourth of july yeah it's for fourth of july and i mean just when you thought it couldn't get any worse my uh, my cousin uh jimmy dale showed up and he's like more distant <sighs> oh jimmy dale there's a lot of stories I can tell about him, um, but I'll just say congratulations to him because he showed up with his girlfriend that no one had met, uh, asked her to marry him with a ring he bought from Kentucky Derby money because he won the he won at the Kentucky Derby. Thanks, one of. Uh, yeah, he so he popped the question, and then 
presumed along with the fourth of july celebrations as his engagement party <laughs> well, you know, try to go jimmy Dale. i guess i had to die so jimmy Dale could live yeah now. <laughs> You need to consolidate as many events as you, you know, kill as many birds as once though. Yeah, I mean it was really as brilliant, honestly. Um if he hadn't taken too too many tequila shots, it would have all been fine. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's his engagement party, Tanya. You gotta let loose. Is that the part you don't want to talk about? Yeah. You don't you know, you normally don't want to get have to put put in a chokehold at your engagement party. <laughs> <laughs> Ideally. <laughs> Ideally in a perfect world. <laughs> But well, not, not Jimmy Dale. But so your uncle Michael J. Fox got a divorce. <laughs> your uncle Michael J. Fox got divorced, then promptly choked your cousin out at his own engagement party. Yes! That's what happened. All <laughs> <laughs> oh, while somebody was singing strawberry wine. Your mom's singing strawberry wine in the background. <laughs> Who sings that? Dana Carter. Oh, I saw her. We saw her, didn't we? What? Did she open for Dwight Yoakam when they yeah, played that? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. That was my ticket you saw that on, you bitch. Yeah, why'd you give that to me? Because I'd wrecked my car the day before. <laughs> I was laid the fuck up on Vicodin. I was like, damn, that sucks for Tanya, but I get to go see Dwight Yoakam. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, strikes and gutters. Let's do this. <laughs> um. So, all right. Um. Did y'all see that story this week about the woman who slipped and fell and had the steel straw go through her eye? <gasps> Are you kidding? The this, metal st- so straw. So this is a... Oh, fuck uh, me. So this, this, is, this is when keeping it woke goes wrong. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it literally is. It fucking is. This is... This is what came out This is this. going to be plastered everywhere. This is going to be a sponsored ad for the plastic straw industry. That's right. Well, um... This is amazing. So that happened... And I was <laughs> I was thinking about it, and yesterday, right around yesterday, right around the time that um, Amy McGrath announced that she was running against Mitch boom, McConnell, boom, boom. I just had this fantasy of grabbing two of those metal straws, <laughs> and shoving them both into both eyes. <laughs> That's how bleak it is, my Fuck. friends. I mean, I think we knew this was coming, didn't we? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Didn't I, you suspect this was going to happen? Definitely suspected it was going to happen. Yeah, someone tagged me on Twitter and said, there's still time, Tonya. There's still time to run. Please. <laughs> what I didn't expect. You're our only hope, Obi-Wan Kenobi. <laughs> Obi-Wan. Well, what I didn't expect, though, was her coming out as the pro-Trump Democrat. <laughs> I did, that's a curveball from hell. I did, it really I is. did not expect her to say... Mitch McConnell is the reason Trump can't pass his policies. Ergo, vote for me. I will help Trump. I will help Trump. <laughs> that tells me one thing right off from Jump Street. This is just blind ambition. Yeah. That's all this is. Right. She would say literally anything. Literally it, anything. She, anything. Here's the funny thing. Here's She'd the funny probably thing. gouge out her eye with a fucking metal you straw. I'll do it. I'll do it. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Okay, so electoralists <laughs> in our on our side of things, you know, I, and I know that like that strategy's had mixed results. You know, I mean, we've got you know AOC. You've got you know, presumably Bernie if he could pull this out or whatever. Uh, Tiffany Caban, et cetera, et cetera. I, it, that has some, like, at least if you're, like, intellectual politics, at least, like, go, you know, going left has some, it has some proven 
yeah. you know, results. Right, right. Honestly, I think that Democrats prefer this strategy because they feel like they're in on the on the joke. They're in on something. You know what I mean? Like Trump supporters are going to get hoodwinked into electing her, but we're all in on it. <laughs> we all knew all along. Because you know when you say, when you say, because so many fucking liberals on my shit have been like, oh my god, Amy's running, yes, Amy. Yeah. Well, well, let me just back up just real quick. What the fuck are they so excited about? It's, it's I don't know. She uh, here's here's my question for the liberals that are that are fucking getting Tom, off. The, you already know the answer. No, I don't. I really don't. I really don't know the answer to this. What is the answer? I'm as, I'm not asking this in bad faith at all. Okay, maybe a little bad faith. I don't know your question, <laughs> but I'll tell you the answer. She has to say that to get elected. They literally want. Her that's what I'm. It. That's what I was going to ask. That's what I was going. Okay, so know, maybe you did know. I know the answer. So, but I want to go just a just a step further with that. Do they think she's going to pull some like switch them when she gets in there? Like she's actually going to be like she's this be real like, left candidate gotcha. once she gets in there? That, yeah, they do. They do think that. <laughs> Even though that has never happened in the history of American politics <laughs> or any, it's never happened. Literally, fucking never. It's, it's, the only progressives we have in office ran on a progressive platform <laughs> because they're not fucking lunatics, totally removed from reality. Yeah. Yeah. Well, after. Allison Lundgren Grimes ran against Mitch in 2014. I remember I voted for Allison Lundgren Grimes. I even went to one of her um, yeah, campaign. Yeah, we stood out here in the parking lot for 30 I, minutes. I and threw a goddamn here. party for it at Summit City. Right, I right. Yeah. And oh, she, yeah. she wasn't like, I mean, she's your typical sort of Obama type liberal, but she like made an attempt to court the unions and made much more of an attempt to actually campaign in East Kentucky than Mitch did. Yeah. So for that reason, I was like, you know, I'll vote for her. I saw her in three locations in Eastern Kentucky. I saw her in Harlan, at Summit City, and her bus rolled into the parking lot over here one with day. Paul Patton. <laughs> yeah, Paul Patton yeah. came off with 18 rings on his He let it know. I love Looking I like love a this. hillbilly liberace. <laughs> yeah, I love this about Paul Patton. It don't matter if two people are standing. He waves. He does a broad <laughs> wave to the crowd yeah. two people standing right in front of him in the fucking family and he, dollar parking <laughs> lot in the family dollar parking lot and he just waves to the people in the back ain't no people in the back Paul that's cause he's sundown and he actually thought there were 400 <laughs> people there lined up to see Thanks him so and that he's still the governor yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit no I, I distinctly remember saying this this is so sad I remember saying this out loud during Allison's campaign I said this to someone you know, I've seen her speak three times now, and she said the word women more than she said the word coal, so I'll probably vote for her. Yeah. That's, the, that's what I said. That's the, the how low the bar is. But even at that time, um, my takeaway from that election was that you can't win by running as Republican light. Because she still, at the end of the day, she ran yeah. as basically a nicer Mitch McConnell. She done a that dumbass commercial where she was like shooting a rifle and all that stuff. Oh, right. yeah. yeah right. And she sent out a fucking mailer against immigrants. Right, right. That That's when it was like, that was her biggest controversy right. in that. She sent out a mailer that was not even a pack. If you're going to send out a racist mailer, you let a fucking pack do it, you dumb cunt. <laughs> you tell your fucking pack to do it. She sent out a racist mailer thinking she was going to pander to all these people that said, paid for by Allison Lundergan Grimes, you dumbass. Because then she had no wiggle room out of it. Um, these people are making so much money to make so many mistakes. Well, also, also, let me say this. Let me say this. That You've hit on my second point and why I really think that people do this shit. Okay. 
so many liberals that don't live in Kentucky, but that like pinpoint and perhaps rightly so that Mitch McConnell is what's wrong with Washington and all right. this bullshit. Yeah. Right. They can't vote here, but they damn sure can pile the money on. Yeah. So if you're challenging and Mitch McConnell, you're going to raise a fuck ton more money than if you're taking on fucking uh Claire McCaskill or who the fuck ever. Yeah, yeah. That's it's this is probably like what Mayor Pete said about running for president. It's what did he say? It's low uh low risk. Right, right. Running against Mitch McConnell's low risk. Yeah, yeah. It's low risk. Um, you just raise a fuck ton of money. Expectations are not terribly high. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> the thing that's driving me insane about it, and I was talking to Tom about it last night, like, I thought, I, like, I, it has literally... By last night, he meant all night long, because oh. he couldn't sleep, <laughs> because he was staring at a picture of her zoomed-in face all, of, all night long. <laughs> By last night, he means four hours ago. Yes. So, yes, and? <laughs> Your point? <laughs> just, cl- just a clarifying point. The, the craziest thing to me about it is that after 2014, I remember talking with people and being like, okay, so can we all agree now that like it's n- there's no utility in running as Republican light, especially against a guy like Mitch? Doesn't, I mean, like he'll win that game yeah. any day of the week. What makes you think you can out-Republican Mitch McConnell? Yeah, I, I, I had no idea. But they have taken the exact opposite lesson. Like... You know, they're moving to the right, the Kentucky Democrats. Not only are they not, like, actually lose, learning any lessons, they're, they're, not only are they just keep doing what they're, they've been doing, they're actually actively moving to the right. Yeah. Like, the, the only thing that she has any progressive merit on is per, being pro-choice. That's it. And, and supporting gay marriage, but that's just, an, like, that's already... That's not a position anymore. That's already legal and everything else. It's not a position to support that anymore. That's her position? Yeah. Yeah. She's running on the support of gay marriage, which is already legal? Well, that's just one of her bona fides that she uh, touts. Like, what did she say in that tweet that I replied to yesterday that I stupidly replied to yesterday that I should not have done? Because my, oh, yeah. People my, start calling you a hillbilly My mentions have been filled for 24 fucking hours. Oh, people really? Being like, like daily cost <laughs> readers. Like, oh, look at this guy. fucks his sister. <laughs> oh, my God. Really? Seriously. I yes. love this. Yes. Like, one way, someone sent me, like, uh, how closely related are your parents? That sort of stuff. Um, <gasps> That's amazing. Terrence, every time they call you a hillbilly, uh, reply with an asterisk that says trillbilly, please. There's, no- <laughs> there's nothing I love more than when people that are just objectively dumber than I am make fun of me for being dumb. <laughs> I, just, I, like, I just get so fucking hard to that. I love it. I just <laughs> love that kind <laughs> of slide. Pop it into his veins, look, people. Look, look this, is what she, this is what she is running on. Since McConnell first went to D.C. to join the swamp, I've graduated from the Naval Academy, joined the U.S. Marine Corps, flew fighter jets, served in Iraq and Afghanistan. 700 confirmed (laughs) Afghanis dead. Most of them innocents. Served in the Pentagon, and then at the very bottom of this long list of just genocidal... Yeah, is the entire list military? At the very bottom of that entire list, it just says, got married and had three kids. (laughs) Husband's dick, very average. <laughs> like the the craziest thing to me about is the, every single thing military except for got married and had their kids. Every single this person, thing. like Mayor Pete, 
went to the military strictly out of political am- future political <laughs> ambition because they think it's like 1978 and you I have mean, to have served to like win office or some shit. She exactly. got 80,000 likes. This is the thing that. as I was telling Tom, 21,000 retweets. People are so horny for the troops it's insane. It's really depressing. Here's my counterpoint about the thirsty for the troops. I think that's partly true, but I think the other part is too. Liberals have this complex where they want their own version of something. So they want to be able to suffer. Separate but equal. (laughs) Kind (laughs) of. But for the troops. But for the troops. So what they want to do, basically, I think, is they want to have, like, oh, well, uh, all people that go fight wars aren't all Republicans. Look at these (laughs) Democrats over here that go. And, you know, it's just like. That's very. That's a really good point. You know what I mean? Like they, they, they just want like the liberal analog to whatever. It's it's why that there's been this like weird, almost kind of borderline creepy objectification of organizing the South. Yeah. Right. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like uh, there's there's not objectification, a, a fetishization. Yeah. And what what that how that translates to me when I see stuff like that, like people just like we got to organize South and organize South, da 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 da, and like you know like all this stuff. So, yeah, everywhere needs organized, okay? Oh, apparently now it's in the Midwest. What do you mean? Oh, yeah, the Maria Sfart thing. Yeah, she was like, we, we, we got the numbers in the South. We can pull, but we literally don't have the numbers unless we organize the races in the Midwest. What are you talking about? For Bernie? What was she saying then? No, for DSA. I, yeah, I forget what the comment was. <laughs> that was, I hope she's thought long and hard about that. Why? Here, we don't need to get into it. Fuck it. <laughs> well... So there's something I want to say, though, about this. And it kind of goes with the fetishization of organizing the South. And, and it has to do with all these dumb motherfuckers who live in, like, Cincinnati and not in Kentucky who are like, look at the dumb hillbilly saying blah, blah, blah. Like, first of all, these motherfuckers, um, for a group that loses year after year after year, after year, you sure have got a lot of fucking confidence. Uh, awfully damn confident. Why don't you come say that to my face, bro? <laughs> yeah. No, but seriously, I get so fucking annoyed by people who, um, again, you're right. Like, they diagnose, like, oh, McConnell is the problem with Washington. Therefore, we have to get him out by all means necessary. Um, but let me just go ahead and say that. If you're coming at the gate by just scolding everybody in the state, which is what liberals love to do with Kentucky. They're they, scolds. Liberals are just scolds. They love to scold people in Kentucky. Like, uh, oh, you're the reason we have McConnell, you dumb fucks. Like, why do you keep voting for him every year? Blah, blah, blah. And then, but someone asked me, you know, in good faith, like, why do, why does McConnell keep winning? And I think it's an interesting question. That is a genuinely um, interesting question to explore. Why does McConnell keep winning, and why can't he ever lose? And it's a really hard question to answer. Um, I the, think there's a couple of obvious things right off the top. Yeah. I think Alex Preen had this beautiful sentence in that piece, the nihilist in chief, and it was like, he is the the uh, errant boy for an errant billionaire class and an errant billionaire president. Yeah. So, right off the top, he's got unlimited resources. We live in an oligarchy. Exactly. Right. So, I think that's the most obvious point to make. Right. Second point would be that we live in a very poor state. A very poor state that's incredibly undemocratic. 
incredibly under not uh, not uh you know not a ton of big tax bases not a ton of political organization right not the right kind anyway yeah and um <laughs> i mean that that affects these things and then the third i think <clears throat> is how truly abysmal the kentucky democratic party is like if you just look at who they're offering up i mean i mean like there was that headline in the washington post yesterday that was like we finally got a real challenger on our hand. Mitch has finally got a real challenger. I, I'm going to say this. I swear to God, I will make good on this. I will give anybody one thousand American dollars. I swear to God. <laughs> I swear to God to your fucking ten. If Amy McGrath comes within ten points of Mitch McConnell, <laughs> yeah, she's on God. <laughs> <laughs> because like whoever think about wants it. that action, I'm telling you, fucking. DM me. Seriously, I'll take it. That's the thing. This is the thing with with Amy McGrath. It's not even a question. Like, there's no, there's no conceivable universe in which she wins. And people keep saying, "Well, Mitch's poll numbers are he's at thirty percent approval." I don't give a fuck if he's at ten percent. He will keep winning as long as we yeah. have a Senate and as long as we have states. Yes, those two institutions do more than any other institutions to hold up the oligarchy. And until you fucking abolish them, you're going to have Mitch McConnell. Democrats, if you want to win, if you want to win, a couple of things. Abolish the states, abolish the Senate, and fucking, you know, maybe go get some people out here that have never voted to come show Instead, up to the fucking polls for you. They, they're not even interested in gaining enough power to do that. They've put Nancy Pelosi at the top. Seriously. The yeah. biggest coward in the history of the fucking the history, Congress. Uh, yeah. that, this, is, this is a really interesting point because, you know... Yesterday, not interested in having enough power to do fucking anything. Yeah, like they love, they love losing and they love acting like they never lose. It's so bizarre. <laughs> like we were saying earlier. Well, that's the money part coming in. Right. They. I mean, does Amy McGrath really give a fuck? She's going to get so fucking paid off of this. If she comes up short, she's still a feel good story, and she got fucking rich off of it. Yeah. yeah. Also, and she tried. She tried, Kentucky. She's gonna yeah. have. An she couldn't un- save Kentucky for themselves. Yeah, she is gonna have an unbelievable amount of empathy after this. You know, she's <laughs> just gonna be like, "Fucking Kentucky's little sweetheart, darling." Uh-huh. When in reality, she should be at the fucking Hague. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it, no, I'm, I'm, that, that's not even an exaggeration. If we held people like Amy McGrath to the same standards we held, we held every, Nazis uh, to in the Nuremberg trials, they'd be hanging from a fucking gallows. Yeah, that's the truth. But there's also, um, yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah. Yeah, she, she's a dumbass. Uh, do you think she'll make it out of the primary, though? Let's put people in my... Who else is in the primary? Nobody yet, Nobody but yet. the whispers are Rocky and Matt Jones could get in there. Matt Jones? Mike Jones! You mean Mike Jones? <laughs> no. <laughs> Woo! So, those are, those are the two people that are... Do you think that... Who's the other one? Well... Rocky. This is the thing. I was telling Tom this yesterday. In all fairness to Amy McGrath, who the fuck would run against Mitch? I mean... Can we just pause here for Rocky Atkins? (laughs) (laughs) Cocky Rocky. Cocky Rocky. Cocky Rocky couldn't beat... Your mate. (laughs) (laughs) He couldn't beat fucking Brashear. Well, that's the thing. Amy McGrath couldn't beat Andy Barr in the sixth. Well, we, we have to talk about this. We have to talk about this, okay? Because I've, I've likened it to the Beto thing. 
Like, the Democrats love running losers. Hillary Clinton lost to Obama in 2008, but she, there was this sense that she was destined for something bigger, so they ran her again. <laughs> she got fucking beat. Beto. Beto. Fucking lost to Ted Cruz, one guy that everybody hates. Nobody likes Ted. Not one person likes Ted. Yeah. Okay? Lost. And then, and then, and then, and then, maybe he should run for president. <laughs> Amy. Couldn't fucking beat fucking sniveling little Andy Barr's dumbass. In the 6th District. In Lexington. Lexington. Which is... If you liberals can't fucking win Lexington, you're not going to win the state Senate seat. Okay, if you can't win Lexington, win Lexington... Hold on a second. She might have, but... Anyways, go ahead. No, that's that whole district, right? It's like Fayette and Jessamine and... It includes is it Maria... Too? Include some like rural places around Lexington, but not. I don't think that far. Well, uh, fucking Nicholasville, is that rural? <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. Well, it's funny. It's funny she because get Versailles. Versailles. If, if you can't, if you can't win Lexington in the Greater Lexington area as a de- as a Democrat, what makes you think that you're going to go to Northern Kentucky? Where you had the little fucker with the MAGA hat on taunting Nathan Phillips. <laughs> Huge yeah. conservative stronghold. Eastern Kentucky, where you despise everybody that lives there. Where you fucking have talked down to everybody for years, even though you used to have a stranglehold on the place, but you don't know how to fucking act. Western Kentucky, which is super Republican. It's total Mitch country, because Mitch has done a lot for them in terms of pork. They're not going to fucking turn on Mitch. No, hell no. He brought a fucking nuclear power plant to that motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> this is what I'm saying. I've heard this multiple times. Maybe it was when Allison ran or whatever dumb dick before that. It's like they say, you know, Mitch sucks. He does. But he has, he's in the most powerful position and that's the only power Kentucky has. Ugh. That's the only <laughs> political power that Kentucky has. Is Mitch? This is people. This abolish is what people the states. Think. Fucking abolish them. I'm serious. I mean, if you want to keep them as like formalities, whatever. It's just like arbitrary lines. Sure, do that. But, but seriously, abolish it's... state governments. <laughs> yesterday, <laughs> this is over it. Name one functioning state government, honestly. Yeah, I don't know well, of any. Well, one thing I want to say when Terrence pointed out the second thing, like in that little formula of why the Democrats never win here. There's a reason why these, like, particularly malevolent, like, Republican characters hold power in, like, kind of marginal states. When's the last time there's been, like, this, like, super powerful Republican character that, like, Dick Cheney, Wyoming, Mitch McConnell, Kentucky. Right. Uh, if you if you want to go to the Democrat side, Joe Manchin in West Virginia. Right. Like, there's a... Democrat. Yeah, exactly. Right. There's a reason why they pick on these places where, again, not a lot of... Uh, not a lot of big tax bases, not a ton of political organization, because they know they that's where they can fucking win and hold stake out power for yeah. generations there. That's why we got to abolish the states. And, and also, what's the common denominator in a lot of those states? Just resource extraction on a massive scale. Yeah. That's the thing. Like, that's the thing. Like, you've got these little mini oligarchies in each of these states. People are sick, poor, and completely just... Exactly. And those people don't vote. Dehumanized. Yeah. Yeah. They they can't vote. They don't vote. Yeah. They, I mean, they literally can't vote. You can't blame them. I mean, yeah, they can't vote. That's the thing. They're like, not getting off work for to vote. They're exactly. not. They're not getting a babysitter to vote. They the, literally cannot fucking vote. Yeah. The entire that's, yeah. That's that should be the most obvious right. thing. It's just voter disenfranchisement. Exactly. The entire the roof. political economy of those states is oriented around a handful of 
resources. And and this bothers me about the electoralists so much because they don't seem invested as much in fucking those structures up and removing like, you know, doing something about gerrymandering, doing something about voter disenfranchisement, doing something about whatever as much as they care about just running like candidates that might be, you know, better policy-wise, but there's so many stumbling blocks you have to remove for that strategy to be effective. A grand full 85% of Letcher County, which is not even that many people, but 85% of Letcher County did not vote for Trump. Yeah, that would be like, let's see. Did not vote for him. How many people are in Letcher County? 80% did not vote at all. So that's like 20,000 people. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Just about. And, And somehow, so it's just like every journalist who refers to this as Trump country is has reprogrammed their brain for lies and focus groups right yeah <laughs> it's like they're on the fucking this is the thing democrat of, tip i yeah. wonder uh, yeah. like to me if you looked at this from the sort of like grand historical perspective you would see a party that is in just terminal illness decline, <laughs> decline. because they're on hospice care <laughs> Democrats, they they are essentially on hospice A party that continues to run losers after they have lost is a party in decline, is a party that has outlived its historical role and necessity. And, yeah, you're right, and its effectiveness. This brings up an actual good question. At what point do they get violent? This is what I'm wondering. This is because the Nancy Pelosi thing this week really made me wonder that, like, this not if they get violent, but, like, how long they'll keep putting up with this. Because Nancy Pelosi said, you know, we are uh, not going to pursue impeachment of Labor Secretary Acosta. I guess this was after the Epstein the stuff. The Epstein thing, yeah. Like, and even... If, if you can't go after a guy appointed by your sworn enemy who is implicated in a child pedophilia ring, who the fuck can you go after? And this is the thing. Like, they use this... Pelosi, in her statement, said... We have work to do for the American people. What fucking work are you doing? You can't get anything done. And even if you could, you wouldn't you wouldn't fucking want to. Right, you may as well impeach these bastards. What else do you have what to do? What else do you have to fucking do? Raise money. <laughs> That's Send it. them to the fucking Hague. I'm serious. <laughs> Dude, it's insane. That's all they do. Even Nancy, Pelosi, Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer are lucky I'm not the grand fucking potentate. Because <laughs> I'd have them on a one-way fucking trip to Belgium. <laughs> Or where is it in Denmark? (laughs) The Hague is Netherlands, I think. (laughs) Somewhere. (laughs) Even the resistance people were like, this is your job. Like, what else are you going to, like, well, I don't. The resistance people. I don't understand this. Like, how long did the resistance people, like, put up with this? People like Pelosi saying, like, oh, we're not going to pursue impeachment and all this. Like, I just don't, I just don't understand it. I really, I really don't. I'm, I'm serious. I mean, this is like a normie point to make. But if you if you voted for the Iraq War, I'm dead fucking serious. You shouldn't be a you should be hung out to dry. Somewhere. You're a war criminal. You're, You're a war criminal. We'll war send criminal. you to the fucking Hague. I mean, million bodies. I mean, it's open and shut. Yeah, there's not even a question. No, you're done. You're out. If you vote for the Iraq War, you fucking go to hell and fucking rot. <laughs> I'm serious. Yeah, it's true. It's. Oh, God. Yeah, it's it's. I mean, uh, to say nothing else, I mean, just right off the top, you've got bodies on your hands. You deserve to fucking burn in hell. You deserve the worst possible thing that could happen to a human being. Like, we'll put you in a room and drop white phosphorus on you. Because guess what? There are six-year-olds 
who have had white phosphorus dropped on them. And that's on your fucking hands. Yeah. Let's move them all to Glomar. What's Glomar? <laughs> Here in Letcher County? Yeah. <laughs> the worst possible. Carbon Glow. Yeah, yeah. Carbon Glow. No, Glomar is in Hazard. Hazard, that's right. Uh, yeah. Let's move them to Glomar, yeah. <laughs> that's what we'll do for those. That's what we'll do. Let's build... Let's build a prison. We'll build our prison, but it's only <laughs> for congressional war criminals. It was only a matter of time before we came back around yeah. and decided to build yeah, the prison BLP, that we actually, let's build this prison. Bring it back. Bring it back. We, we actually do have some reason. <laughs> we, we, have some, some, we have some people we want to put in there. Yeah. I, no, we don't need a prison. We've got enough mine shafts at this point. We That's have true. endless, <laughs> endless prison Put them sales. in mine shafts Drop and just put... Em. Put old timey like bars, metal iron bars over the entrances. Just drop them. Just <laughs> drop them into sinkholes. We have enough sinkholes at this point surrounding mine shafts. Just drop them. We'll drop them in the in the fucking separation of the brand new eight million dollar bridge they just built on Pine Mountain. We'll just drop them down under that. <laughs> Fuck them. Well, well, these the they'll no longer be the bridge to nowhere. Be the bridge to fucking hell. <laughs> be the bridge to the Democratic Party. Yeah, they're they're um I'd say that unless and you know, unless Bernie in that sort of wing of the Democratic Party can actually pull it left and, and make it about politics again, which I don't even really support six days out of the week. Um just because of where I live and all the other things. Unless that can happen, then this party is it's actually done and I'm not just saying that like to as a take or whatever. I'm saying that like a party that refuses to internalize any lessons and keeps literally make this is what's breaking my brain so much about the Amy McGrath thing is that like six years ago Allison Grimes was a better candidate than Amy McGrath is they have they have not learned their lessons so badly that they're not only are they repeating the same mistakes but they're leaning harder into into those mistakes. Yeah. There really is nothing left left to defend of the Democratic Party. I mean, even Nancy Pelosi has even thrown under the bus every progressive Congress person like she, that they yeah. have, which are all women of color. Yeah, almost all women women of color. They've literally thrown them under the bus at every fucking turn, every chance they get. Yeah, didn't she? She had something last week about yeah, um, she just AOC. threw them all under the bus. Yeah, yeah, like all oh, of them. She's she like, said, "Oh, they have a they have their online thing they, in there." Yeah, they have their own little online thing, but so that's not salt in her fucking fields. <laughs> I'm telling you, take her home. <laughs> And move Skid Row into it and fucking tie her to a tree and make her just watch fucking homeless people fucking enjoy the amenities of her huge sprawling property. I fucking hate these people so, so bad. I'm the same way. It's hard. It's hard to actually get mad about it because it's, um... Our blood pressure can't, can't withstand that. I got a little dizzy there just for a second. <laughs> I swear to God. Yeah, I had a headache all day yesterday because I'm pretty sure my blood pressure is bad, really bad. It's through the roof. <laughs> We're just through the roof. It, the, the thing is, it's just like I... Nancy Pelosi is the Jimmy Dale of the Democratic she Party. Needs to, and she choked out at her own party. Yeah, um... Look, you're not gonna beat McConnell. I, I just the, the quicker you the quicker you realize that, the better. Um, I mean, I could. There is a there is 
I'm so confident of this that I, I'm even hesitant to add a sort of like hedge my bets thing. I'm even I'm so confident that he will never lose that I'm I'm hesitant to hedge my bets on it and say, well, it could happen. Well, the thing like, people would probably point to is the uh, what was the guy in Virginia, Eric? Oh, Cantor. Cantor that was like supposed to be untouchable and he got beat. That's true. And like, I mean, not nearly in McConnell's field, but still, you know, pretty powerful guy. Yeah. So it's like conceivably. Because he was a senator too, huh? I think so. Maybe. Can't remember if he was in the House or in the Senate. Who and who did he get beat by? Did he? Get, well, here's the thing. Here's here, here's another thing that we're. I mean, like it's hard to make sort of general whatever, but um, most people's voting patterns and ideologies and stuff are pretty completely incoherent, and they sort of flip from election to election. Yeah. Um. But I'm pretty confident in saying that Mitch is going to stay in office probably until he dies. Um. Either from a guillotine and, and, or and, from and, and probably a, and probably a little while after that. Probably, <laughs> right? Right. He'll just he'll be getting. I'll prop him up like weekend the... at Bernie's or some bullshit. Right. You know? I mean, he's too he's too um, valuable. I mean, uh, he he is the reason that they. It's like that Perrine set piece said. He's the like, only reason Republican Republicans owe a great fucking debt to Mitch McConnell. Seriously, it, this is true. Well, and it's like s- someone had pointed this out recently that Mitch McConnell actually is the only person to have understood. M- Mitch McConnell is the only person in the last twenty or thirty years to have understood that political parties are no longer these um, sort of weird collection of interest groups. They are now, for the first time in American history, ideologically coherent parties. And therefore, there is no such thing as working across the aisle. The system actually was not built for that. Mitch McConnell is the only person to have understood, understood that like, you, can't, you can't work across the aisle. There is no aisle. No. You play to win. That's it. Hello. You play to win the game. <laughs> I don't know. I've just, I've, I've just, I think that seeing people make the same mistakes over and over and over and then having to be um, beholden to those mistakes and having to argue with people. And then also, like, we're the idiot pieces of shit. Right. Get out of me. You're the inbred motherfucker, you dumb fucking hillbilly. How closely related are your parents? You dumb bitch. Oh, Jesus Christ. Like, that that would make anybody, any reasonably stable person. Uh, you say what you want them. about me. You say I'm dumb. This I at least understand what power is about. I at least understand that politics about the allocation of power and resources. And, uh, you know, what facet of your life is not dictated by the allocation of power and resources? Like, grow up. Grow <laughs> it's not It's not a fucking TV show. Grow up. <laughs> I just... I do think there's a question there about how long. I mean, are the, are the Democrats so out to see that they'll just eventually merge into Republicans and will just give up their? Well, they already are for all intents and purposes. I think, right? I mean, yeah, I guess they're all beholden to the same people, take money from the same people. Da 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 da. da. I mean, the thing is, Republicans know how to win and know how to and and know how to win while also being deeply unpopular. Yeah. Yeah, I mean. I think that um, if you have a candidate running as a pro-Trump, I just can't get over that. I mean, like, we've seen it with Manchin, obviously, 
Um, like Manchin That's well, that's is, their playbook, yeah. right? It's Joe yeah. Manchin, right? But it's just hilarious to me to think that. It's hilarious to me to think that you can be like the hubris, I guess, the hubris and the ambition um, to think that you can beat Mitch McConnell at his own game just shows me. It just reveals to me a society that is absolutely in decline or if not in decline, approaching some sort of cataclysmic breaking point that will create a new kind of um Society, and and I don't mean that in an optimistic way. I mean, I mean that in a pe- very bleak way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, we're headed for something. That's... Yeah, something is on the horizon. Like if if you have a political system that can't get anything done, when it does get something done, it is purely in service of reactionary um, policies. The few things that they can get done are tax cuts for the you know chan- funneling more and more money up to the top. Mm. You're 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 talking about a society that is heading towards some kind of confrontation. <laughs> nah. Um, and um, if you're listening to this and you still think that uh, that maybe the I don't know why you'd be listening to this and you know think that people shouldn't be going further to the left, but if you are. I'm just saying you need to wake the fuck up. Um, start stockpiling weapons. <laughs> <laughs> this is just choir practice here is yeah. what we're doing. Yeah. A little choir practice. Yeah. I don't know. Um, anyways, nothing really else to say about that. Amy McGrath. I, Madcap. I'll, I'll tell you one thing now. I'd like to see Mark McGrath running instead. You know? <laughs> Every halo, every morning there's a halo. I know, I know what you're talking about. Every morning. <laughs> My mouth, God rest his soul. I'd, say, I'd, I'd, I'd vote for Mark McGrath. Do you think, do you think Mark McGrath or, or Amy McGrath is polling better in Eastern Kentucky? Right <laughs> Mark. Mark McGrath. <laughs> By a factor of three, at least. One time, my ex-boyfriend literally downloaded the entire Sugar Ray discography on my laptop. <laughs> how, how, wait. Expert trolling. How old? How old what? Were you when this happened? This was five years ago. <laughs> <laughs> this is literally five. Josh did this. Josh did this. I, I found it. I was like, what in the hot goddamn hell is wrong with you? It's they they have a like huge discography. A one gigabyte? Yeah. Was it like a joke insane? or was it like his guilty pleasure? No. he. It, I have no. It was not a joke. Every morning. Every morning the Democrats <laughs> run a loser and it makes me insane. <laughs> I know he's going to lose and everybody's going to tell me I Can't have to poll within 15. <laughs> but guess what? I'm going to wake up on November 6th. You know who they should run? And everybody's going to tell me I have to vote for them. <laughs> who? Paul Patton. They should just run Paul Patton <laughs> against Mitch. Uh, let me tell you who they should run against. I'll tell you who they should run. Now, I don't like this guy. They should run fucking Greg Stumbo against him. At least that would be entertaining. <laughs> right. At least that at would le- be entertaining. At least Greg's like. He's got funny fucking idiot. Like, he's got funny witticisms. He could win Eastern Kentucky, possibly. I mean, he'd lose, but it'd be. He would lose, it would probably. At least yeah. be entertaining. Yeah. Coach Cal. Let's this isn't Coach even Cal. fucking entertaining. <laughs> It's it's gonna get worse. Yeah, it's gonna this is worse. only this is only week one, <laughs> and you're already out to dry. Yeah. 
Well, I guess what it... There, another another insane thing about this country is that elections drive people insane. They change people into fundamentally different people. So I guarantee you that in 15 months, half of your fucking friends are going to be like, well, I'm sorry, you're just going to have to vote for her anyways. You're just going to have to. I promise you this. I promise you this. I w- might be able to be guilted into holding my nose and voting for Allison Lundgren Grimes. I might be able to hold my nose and be goaded into voting for whatever milk toast Democrat they want to roll out. I'm just, I'm just, just an off chance that you, you knock Mitch McConnell. Not happening. I will not vote for somebody that could be in the Hague. <laughs> I refuse. I refuse. As a moral imperative, I refuse. And if you don't like that, then fucking run somebody with some some goddamn moral courage and conviction. <laughs> That's the thing. They expect There's, us to rally behind this bitch because she's drove, flew, flown a flatter jet. She's flying it right through the glass ceiling, baby. <laughs> <laughs> this is the thing. Like, there's no one with any conviction or moral or any just moral courage, even at all. Oh, my God. No. But I'm I, with you. I'm, I'm going to clock and count. I'm going to start a count of how many times someone between now and November says to me, Next, it's next November. Next November. God, That's the thing. Damn, we have this is bleak. fifteen months of this. Whew. Well, so hopefully we can milk some content out of it. We might have blew our load too early this episode. Tom went off. He's got sorry, to yeah. keep keep it to keep it. Let's just, roll it a, out. It's a stunt. It's a stunt. I, I just I don't think I'm the smartest guy in the world, but I don't know why people can't see obvious things. <laughs> I mean, you don't really have to have any right. sort of great political schooling to see how horrible of a candidate she is well i'm gonna clock how many times people say she has to say that to get elected (laughs) she has to say that that's the thing she's Um, just saying that people these these same people who this is the thing that just drives me insane the same people who uh may insist on running losing candidates are also the people that tell you that you have to vote for them or else apocalypse is coming. Yeah. And it's like, if you have Nancy Pelosi in office saying that she's not even going to do her job, like, I, I just feel like I'm slamming my head against the wall. At this I don't point. give a fuck. It's, it's like, what they want is they want some sort of, like, um, you know, bait and switch when they get in office. Like, oh, well, they're going to be much more to the left when they get in, once they get in office. Right. All that, stuff. that just never happens. In Literally fact, in fact, never. usually the opposite happens. They yep. go further to the center <laughs> yep. or the right. I know. It's <laughs> never. So what it are we going to get happened. with? Yeah, what are we going to get? If Amy McGrath pulls the upset, is she just going to like be like, well, I might as well lean into the Trump thing now. Well, and this is what. Like, what's the net result of it? I, I don't know. This And this is why, and this is directed specifically to people on the DSA left. This is why when people say, um, insist that like, uh, oh, um, electoralism does work, we're proving it, blah, blah, blah. Well, come live in my fucking state, because <laughs> there's it is not that is not the case, and and the reason why uh, there are other ways to chip away at that sort of hegemonic power, um, whether it's union organizing or other kinds of grassroots organizing, elections in this state are just it's a non-starter. It's a you're not gonna get you're not gonna. You're, I don't know. I don't know. You're not going to accomplish what you think you would be on in other places, and that's fine. If that where you live, you have the ability to to affect change through elections. You, you should, do should that. Do, definitely do definitely absolutely that. do it. But in this state, look at what we fucking got. 
look at what's in front of us. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's fucking bleak, my friends. When you're when you're hoping that a guy like Greg Stumbo runs just so you can get some entertainment value out of the whole fucking thing. And then I guess you could conceivably say, Well, why don't you fucking run? Well, we're trying to convince Tanya to. No, that's <laughs> <laughs> It would be pure it, it here we're there's no risk for Amy McGrath to run. Right. It's all risk for me. Right. This would suck every <laughs> bit, uh, every le- ounce. It could leave you in the poorhouse, ruin your reputation. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'd be canceled 20 times over. Drive you insane. Yeah. I, yeah. I would be a complete, I wouldn't be able to leave the house for right. years. And this is the basis <laughs> of our critique of elections. They would drag every skeleton, yeah. literal skeletons, out of my basement. <laughs> because like people like us, or working people, whatever, can't run in those fucking elections. No. It's inconceivable. So, yeah, well, why don't you run? Well, one motherfucker, I don't have a, 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 these wealthy patrons with millions yeah, of dollars. I don't have a pot to piss in. I, ha- I have, I have uh, about 1,500 individual donors with an average donation of $5 a month. Literally. That's what but, I have. <laughs> but two, there is a social capital aspect to all this. Which, what you're just saying, which is that they will ruin your fucking life. Yeah, totally. <laughs> they would absolutely ruin my life. Yeah. And I guess you could reply and say, well, that's why you have a sort of grassroots movement, a social movement backing you up. Well, we're just not there yet. And there's a lot of reasons for that. But look at the political economy. Look at the resources that come out of the state, the things that are made in the state, and why the people who run the state are who they are. Can you imagine me coming out on Twitter next week? Like, I'm announcing my run uh, against a war criminal and a turtle. Thank you. <laughs> Actually. Hashtag TBT. Should, why don't you just lean into it? For Congress. Do what Amy McGrath. TBT for Senate. Do TBT what for Senate. Amy McGrath did and just tout your... Um, your I'll just troll every single post she makes. I'll just make one in the same template. Yeah, yeah. But... Like, but do it in a way that like touts your how prolific you are in the bedroom or something. Yeah, like while Mitch McConnell was jobs, in office, hand job, rim th- jobs. <laughs> while Mitch McConnell was in office, I was born. Uh, <laughs> went through puberty. Uh, I lost my virginity. Lost my virginity <laughs> three times. I got several STDs. <laughs> That's a joke. That's yeah. a joke. That I would make on Twitter. Fine, I'd be happy with that. I survived gonorrhea, goddamn. <laughs> That's a true hero story, heroin tale. <laughs> Not all heroes were okay, baby McGrath. <laughs> I just can't even fathom it, honestly. I just don't understand what kind of hollow life you would live if your whole existence was just putting beats together to get to this moment where you're going to lose to Mitch McConnell by 15 points. <laughs> Well, they need something to keep the wheels on. This is the thing. They are stalling for time. Um, because I think even they know that this republic thing that the founding fathers love so fucking much, this whole Rome republic thing that they Neo-Rome. had a fucking hard on for, is absolutely falling apart at the seams. And um, like I said, they're stalling for time. I'm completely I I have no issue saying don't vote for Amy McGrath don't don't put any amount any ounce of energy into it yeah yeah I don't I run for I don't know focus on the fucking local level do that I that seems to me to be a much better strategy if you're trying to get Mitch out we need a long term strategy 
Well, yeah, county judges and so forth, those are the people that make these guys move anyway. Right. You know, so. Jesus, man, my brain is um, has been fried. Any parting thoughts, maybe, before we... I don't know. Um, Tanya, you going to run as a... No. No. Decline. I just... <clears throat> I'm just feeling like I'm getting my work situation figured out so that I'm not <laughs> underwater all the time. Yeah. I'm get, I got my sex ed stuff is getting some funding, got, thank God. Right. Iron's in the fire. Yeah. As they say. I'm on a path to <clears throat> not chewing my nails down to the quick every day. Right. So I'm trying to just keep my head above water. Running against Mitch McConnell would uh ruin my sex life i'll just put it that way it would ruin your life <laughs> just yeah. in general it, would, Full ruin stop. My, it no. would ruin my life in general and that's the thing um anybody whose life it would not ruin to run a, to run in an election like that you should be at least a little bit fucking skeptical of <laughs> this is what they, this is the like i mean we could do a whole show just about this about the actual non-democracy like the just cloak of this bullshit is like when I say no one who wants to be president, I want to be president. I say that because no one who could even run for president. You know what I mean? Like anyone I would want to be pre- a one fuck presidents. Obviously, there's that. But there's this whole there's this whole behind the scenes fucking Wizard of Oz shit where well, it's like we literally cannot run for these elections. Yes, that's the thing. Ideally. We would like to live in a system where people like us make the decisions. You know what I'm saying? Just like uh, regular ass, regular ass Joes. Yeah. But no, I'm not. I'm. 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 I'm not just saying that. Like, I mean, literally workers, like um, uh, workers, regular uh, the, ass Joannas, the marginalized, <laughs> the, the you know what I'm saying, the downtrodden, etc. Like those are the people who would theoretically run the society in a, this democracy that you have such a hard on for. Well, you can't. I mean, like, if you look at it, it's like you're saying. It's, it would ruin your life, yeah, first of all. No. But second of all, like... You couldn't who, raise enough money. Who even has the fucking resources to do some shit like that? Yeah. You know what I would spend all my time doing? Fielding journalist calls. Like, that's yeah. all. That's yeah. the only thing I would have time or, like, money to do. Like, <laughs> well, I would just be talking on the phone all day long. They yeah. would also just gaslight you. It's just like, oh, this, oh that's yeah. a cute story, but we're going to go for people that the, the yeah. Democratic Party is going to throw their right. weight yeah, behind. Yeah, sixth-generation bartender. Right. And so, yeah. guess, and, so, and so guess Honky what? Honky coin. What do you got? What do you? As a result, what do you get? You get people who fucking bombed villages, and and that's the easy path to this, and and it allows them to stave off. We are heading towards crisis, and that's how you know. Yeah, that's it, what I'm saying. It's like even the Dems. I mean, I guess they they can just keep merging in as Republicans, but it seems like it, as history would have replayed itself they would eventually just like lose it and get violent well i think they'll wake up in 15 years and be like oh shit i guess we're republicans and and in 15 years (laughs) most of their home most of their second homes on the coast will be underwater (laughs) in 15 years and that that they'll be like oh oh, oh." well they've got the main resources to stave off judgment day it's and, and this you is, notice I said they're second homes. Yeah, right. They, right. This right, is right. nothing to them. They'll just get insurance money paid back. <laughs> <laughs> well, and this is why this is why it concerns me that the left is so hesitant to build long term strategies. Like there was that there was that article in the New Republic by Dun, Doug Henwood about DSA right now, and and 
the main my main takeaway was how the vast majority of people in DSA or are on the left, I'm not picking on this in particular, are so hesitant to make long term strategies, to make a long term base building strategy. And that's the only way that we're going to stave off this crisis that is fucking coming up over the horizon. I mean, obviously we're already in it. Obviously there is a crisis that we're already in. But I feel like if you've got parts of the, the political system that is so obviously and blatantly just stalling, you know. Right on the clock. Eh? Right. Then that means that we're not quite there to that point. And so, I don't know. We just really... I don't know. I just really hope we're not fucking just sleepwalking into a into the wood chipper, as you say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, we have like all these notable leftists coming out as Nazis. It's just bizarre. <laughs> it's a bizarre time. Yeah. Yeah. I know. <laughs> it, it it really does. It really makes you wonder who your fucking friends are. Um. <laughs> anyways, all that to say. Um. Any, yeah. Any closing thoughts? If you're not gra- grappling with U.S. imperialism and the legacy of U.S. imperialism vis-a-vis a candidate like Amy McGrath, <laughs> get fucked, go to hell, eat shit, <laughs> whatever you need to do. That that's To me, that's rudimentary. If you don't recognize the humanity of the people we terrorize overseas every fucking day and, you're, and, and, and your grand antidote to the people you feel are in charge of that is the person that directly did it... Did it. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck to tell you. Give fuck. Yeah, it's like her way to humanize herself is that she's had three kids. <laughs> Even then, the craziest thing about her is that she puts that at the literally at the bottom of the list. <laughs> Which is telling. <laughs> Like even hardened like sociopathic politicians usually say, oh, best decision I ever m- made was marrying Joanne in 1947. <laughs> it's li- it literally it sucks because usually I spend no time on Facebook. I'm like not on there at all. But I've I have a fucking birthday fundraiser going right now, and I've had to be on there. And that it's been so much Amy McGrath. People are so excited. Oh, I know. It's disturb. It's truly disturbing. It's gonna be bad. Um. Literal, just go Amy and 20 exclamation points. Uh, it's so dark. It's so truly dark. If you're, if you're a person who thinks that you're a progressive and you say that, go fuck yourself. You are welcome in no serious political conversation. Well, you should be sad. laughed out of every it's single sad. It's sad that you... Uh, My question is, so I don't sad. understand why you're so beholden to this party this infrastructure that's that was so fucking stupid they were operating in the red after <laughs> fucking obama's second election uh okay. can't win anything anymore really okay we now i have a pool that we really should get in on we really should put some i got cash in my wallet right now we should put some cash down on this that kftc endorses her oh there's not even a question <laughs> i'm not even i'm not even uh absolutely <laughs> I can't even laugh at it because it, it's it's so fucking despicable. Leftists need to sort of decouple their minds from elections. I mean, vote vote in them if you know if you want to go canvas for specific uh, candidates, and, and and obviously I want to see Bernie win. But we need to decouple our brain our, our brains from elections because they rot them out. It, it, the whole thing is a spectacle, and honestly, I'm starting to think that the whole thing is designed to sap all of the energy out of the left <laughs> that it's designed to that's uh, not a bad take honestly <laughs> it's... 
to yeah. send us over completely over the edge. Yeah. Um, because I don't know. They they uh, it's bad, folks. It's bad. Um, well, there is hope, though. Um, you know, I don't know what it is, but <laughs> I wish I did. God, I need. I'm serious. I need some hope right now. <laughs> well, um, look, th- things are bad. They're they're going to be bad for a while. Uh, like I said. We need long-term base-building strategies, and I I will die on that hill. We should not be chasing short-term. That that electoral is the, wins. That is the same. With just the most craven yes, individuals. Look, that is liberal. That is the same liberal obsession with symbolism that got us in this thing with, in the first place. This ultimately, this is all symbolism and aesthetics. Yeah. There there is nothing symbolic or or or. You know, shifting the Overton window or whatever about long-term base-building strategies, and that's what we need. And there are people doing that. Um, and shout out to those people. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, that you know that that is what we need. In my opinion, is what we need to be doing. Um, but anyways, welcome. Uh, hopefully, you've uh, gotten something out of. I'm depressed. <laughs> Hydrate, my friends. Uh, hydrate. Drink water, swim. Yeah. Get eight hours if you can. Yeah, do what you can to stay. I like a good nine personally. <laughs> if I don't clock in a good nine hours, right, I'm unhappy. Um, Unsatisfied. My man had her nine. Ain't nobody happy. <laughs> I need my nine. We have some shows coming up. Um, you want to plug them? You know the dates, Tom? Where Tom will turn into an actual watermelon and explode. That's what's. <laughs> All over the audience. I hope not. Yeah, I'm talking about Amy McGrath. Yeah, it'll be like Gallagher. Tom will be the watermelon. I'll <laughs> no, be the water. Terrence Scott there with a big mallet. With a, with a Hi! <laughs> uh, I think the first show kicks off either the 27th or the 28th of. Here it is. Um, the 28th of July. Um, we're at the Big Hunt in Washington, D.C., the 7th. Uh, the 30th of July, we're in King, at Kings in Raleigh. Now that show's been canceled. That, okay, that show's canceled. But there is a replacement show in Chapel Hill, but I'm not sure what the date is on that. Okay, stay tuned. I'll tell you, the easiest way to do this is is check in with uh, Street Fight, our tour mate Street Fight and District Sentinel for the updates yeah. on this. Uh, the 3rd and 4th are in Atlanta. We're the, just a silent partner. The 5th are <laughs> in Nashville. I'll be in Atlanta. You'll be at the Atlanta shows? There's two. I know. I haven't decided if I'm going to do both yet. <laughs> Tanya's a lock for the Atlanta show. So. I'm a lock for the Sunday Atlanta show. Um, that's also the DSA convention weekend, so... Um, yeah. Come out and hang. Is that why there are two shows? Let's argue in good faith and then hold each other afterwards. Do you feel held? <laughs> do you two feel held? I feel held. Have you watched Midsummer yet? No. No. Okay, then you don't get that. Then. I don't get it. I watched Toy Story 4 um, <laughs> with my nephews. It's pretty similar. And then also <laughs> don't forget to go support the Patreon. Uh, Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash Party. We've got good content there. The last episode we did was pretty funny. Um, we talked about Chris Klein. Um, oh, that was so a, a low point in my the, family vacation is that they mourned his death. Oh, I did, what did you do? I said nothing. <laughs> I had to keep quiet. Kept in reverence. Like, I had to keep the free bourbon flowing. Yeah, in sometimes the pool. you've got to be. You've got to choose your battles wisely. Oh yeah, I learned that a long time ago with these motherfuckers. 
I um, mean, they are on their way to being a billionaire, being billionaires. Yeah, they're millionaires for sure. Damn. For well, sure, and yeah, they like read it. What well, and what I love is the the uh, the headline that I saw was billionaire coal tycoon goes down in helicopter or whatever. Uh-huh. It literally used the word tycoon, and she read a headline of whatever she whatever news cycle she got that was like billionaire philanthropist and entrepreneur. Yes. Yeah, that was yeah. New York Times, baby. Uh, uh, gotta <laughs> love it. Yeah, Uh-oh. she was, and she like read it. She was like reading it to us. I thought she's like, this is so sad. Oh. His daughter and her friends, and like he grew up. He he went into the mines at age twenty two. And <laughs> look, if you if after the whole hour and a half long depressing ass episode, you need a little bit of hope. Here's what I've been pulling some hope from over the past week: the fact that this motherfucker had just enough time before his bla- brain just splattered oh all over the rocks. God. To think about his just blood-soaked, selfish existence, like, oh my god! Ah! <laughs> I mean, all I can ever think about is that final scene in the Patsy Cline story. It's brutal. What? What happened there? I mean, Patsy died in a helicopter too, and in the final scene of her movie, of her biopic. Yeah, but she's good. Patsy Cline is good. I know Patsy Cline is incredible, but when I think about a helicopter crash, that's all I can see is like that last scene where they just cut out as soon as they like see the mountain, the next mountain, you know, that they're about to hit. <laughs> Jeez, yeah, that is dark. It's well, awful. Um, but let's not, not think about the bad not stuff. Not with billionaires. Let's think inside, about the though, good stuff. Let's think about the bad Cline dying in the kid, good way, yeah, not since, the good Cline dying in the bad way. Kid died oh shit, too. that is a weird coincidence. Where's that billion dollars going? Probably his wife. Or his other kid. Who probably hated him anyway. She already has a mistress. She's about to be living large with her mistress. <laughs> yeah, she's <laughs> she's definitely already getting fucked. Yeah, oh yeah, she's been railroaded <laughs> since, <laughs> since his burial. I fucking love, I hate that motherfucker. I hated him. <laughs> you know she did too. You know she did. Wow. Uh, anyways... Um, well, yeah, go to the Patreon, check that out, and uh, we'll see you next time. Or you're out next week, huh? Yeah, it's my birthday. It's full moon, and I'm going to be on the river. Enjoy, on the new. enjoy yourself. Thank see you, you in the funny papers. We'll see you next time. <laughs>